Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome, listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie. If you're new to the podcast, here's a little of the backstory. Each week on this podcast, we dig deep into the topic of skincare, dispelling myths, and sharing knowledge so that you, the consumer can get the information you need to make the most informed purchasing decisions. Lately, we've been expanding our content areas and incorporating other health and even confidence issues that can all impact our skin. I mean, our general health and wellness all works together. And we're excited to go off script a bit today and tackle a topic that many of us or all of us women will experience or have experienced or have already experienced and has changed our life, and that's menopause. So I co-host this podcast with Angelia Insko. She is co-founder of the A-Method Medical Grade Skincare Line. She's a skincare formulator of over 200 medical grade skincare products. She's also the inventor of the collagen pen microneedling device. Angelia, I don't know how you have time to even eat your meals. (laughs) It's good to see you over Zoom today. Hey, Kelly. Thank you so much. Today's guest is someone that I admire I consider a friend and I've been very, very impressed with her knowledge on the subject of menopause and taking care of it naturally and how that can affect your skin. Me too. I read all about her. And just before the show, I was like, I wish I would have known you like 10 years ago when I started going through it. I believe she is the perfect fit for this podcast. And listeners, please allow me to introduce today's guest, Marion Stewart. She has an impressive resume. She was born in London, and you'll hear her beautiful accent. She is a well-renowned healthcare expert who is often referred to as the pioneer of the natural menopause movement. She is an advocate of the non-drug approach. Marion has more than 28 years of knowledge and expertise, and she coaches women to understand the information, the tools, and techniques that are needed to overcome the symptoms of menopause. And in fact, many that she advises have claimed that they have become completely symptom-free. Marion, I must say, I wish I would have known you when I was going through menopause already. I went through menopause early, it runs in my family, and it was a brutal five to eight years. Marion has written 28 popular self-help books published in the UK, co-authored a series of medical papers, writes regular columns for numerous daily newspapers and magazines. She's had her own television and radio shows. She was awarded a British Empire Medal in 2018 for her service to drug education following her successful seven-year campaign at the Angelus Foundation, which she established in memory of her daughter, Hester. She spent over 20 years helping women with her clinic on Harley Street in London, but these days she helps women worldwide via one-on-one virtual consultations. In the summer of 2017, she launched her virtual six-week natural menopause solution, a live online initiative, and recently established the women's well-being movement in the United States. And boy, could we use more of the women's well-being movement over here in the United States. And I love this last tidbit of information on Marianne. She met and married her soulmate in 2016. And I must say, I'm a bit jealous. I'm still hoping mine is out there somewhere. So I want to hear a little bit more about that story. But Marianne, I could not be prouder to welcome you to Skincare Moxie. 
Thank you. It's lovely to be here and uh, to spend more time with Angelia and to meet you too. Thank you as well. So I want to clarify your current residence. You live in Florida now, is that correct? I do, yeah, with the man of my dreams. That's right. Okay. Out of curiosity, did the move have anything to do with finding the man of your dreams? Uh, Well, I I moved because of him. Okay. And I was always creating vision boards and looking for this tall, dark, handsome creature that I could walk along the beach with. And then one lucky day I met him. And that was, that was, I, um, I, in fact, it was, I'd visioned so hard that for the first six months that I was with him, we used to walk along the beach and I'd say to him, pinch me, because I feel like, can't tell if I'm still visioning or if this is actually real. (laughs) Listen, you just inspired me to build a vision board. Like that's going to be my project this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you much more about that because I help my patients with that. When they're symptom-free, then I help them create the life of their dreams. So that's uh, using amazing techniques, not my techniques, but techniques by a PhD of art therapy to really get that vision board. Not just create the vision board, but also get rid of all the negative voices that tell you you can't possibly do that or achieve that. So that's important too. Yes. Well, I think we all know about the the negative chatter that sometimes can go on in our heads. And Angelia, I would love to know more about how you and Marion met and how you've begun to forge this friendship. So we have a mutual friend who's actually also been on our podcast, Kristen Colefield, who introduced women um, all the time that has, you know, inspire each other and are on this kind of the same journey. And that was Marion. We're kind of on the same journey to help women, you know, feel better and look better. And so, I mean, it's certainly been a blessing to me to meet Marianne. And it's been a true, true friendship that I'm sure will last a lifetime. That's amazing. And so, Marianne, as we've already stated, you're a world-renowned expert in menopause, its symptoms, and natural-based solutions. You were recently interviewed for an article in the Jewish Chronicle, and please allow me to quote you here. I always wanted to help people. That was my thing. Change things for people. Make it better somehow. Tell us a little bit about how that passion led you to do this work. I think that was kind of ingrained in my DNA when I was a kid, and I didn't realize it because as I started studying, I always wanted to do things that would end up me serving people to make them feel better. And then completely by accident, when I was on maternity leave from my real life job, I was married at the time to a doctor who was setting up the British Society for Nutritional Medicine with three other doctors. And I just had our second baby. So I had two babies under 22 months and they gave me 10,000 medical papers to sort into conditions because they didn't think I had much to do. Then I found 200 papers amongst those on premenstrual syndrome. And I was so blown away by the fact that you could manage PMS naturally that I trained my husband's nurse and we set up this kind of little service for my husband's patients. And then other people around the country got to hear about it and in other countries as well, amazingly. And before I knew it, a journalist wrote about what we were doing. She came as a patient to see my husband and said, can I write about it? And we were on, invited on TV, all the big newspapers covered it. And I literally had thousands and thousands of women with PMS writing to me, asking for help. And at that point, I realized that there was 
practically no help for them, certainly no non-drug help. And there were waiting lists of six months to a year for them to actually be seen. And some of them were suicidal, violent and aggressive. And I just felt this deep sense of injustice. On one hand, I had this whole wadge of medical papers that showed that you could handle it naturally. And indeed, we were helping women in our clinics. And on the other hand, you had all these women whose lives and relationships and self-esteem and the ability to be a role model for their children. You know, it was just all falling apart. And I just felt that was wrong. And so I, I had a team at one point of 13 nutritionists and doctors and nurses. And we literally helped tens of thousands of women all around the world to get symptom free from their PMS. And then in 1990, I think it was, I saw the first publication in the British Medical Journal on the natural menopause. And that was a study that was done at Monash University in Australia, where they gave a group of women soy, flax seeds and red clover. And they found they were able to bring about similar change in the lining of the vagina as they would have expected to see in women taking hormone replacement therapy. And so I pricked up my ears. And the following year, there was another paper published in another journal called The Lancet. And I just thought, well, okay, we'll tweak our program for PMS and include this new research and help women going through the menopause. And so that's where the journey really began in the early 90s. And I kept on doing that. And as you said, I was I had a clinic in Harley Street. We we probably set up the first telehealth service ever, which we actually, funnily enough, got highly criticized for because the medical profession said, oh, how can you possibly give advice to patients that you don't see? But everybody filled in a very detailed questionnaire. And obviously, nowadays, it's become very acceptable, especially since the pandemic, for people to have virtual consultations and to get adequate help. And that's what happened. So we had, in those days, it was a telephone consultation. And people got their program through the post, because we didn't even have emails then. And they would get a prescription for supplements and a whole load of recommendations including relaxation, exercise, lifestyle, as well as dietary changes and which supplements to take because supplements are so varied that some of the research shows that some of them don't even contain what they say on the label. And before we knew it, over 90% of the women in our studies were symptom-free from menopause. And so we carried on doing that. Then, as you pointed out, I took a break in 2009 because very sadly, my youngest daughter died. Uh, she was given something in her drink at an awards dinner and um, she died that night. And so, again, I rose to the injustice of that because young people were taking, I think in the US, you call them bath salts, but in the UK, we called them legal highs. So our campaign eventually changed the law and we completely banned all the substances and um, shut down all the shops and retail outlets and stopped Amazon from selling them worldwide. It was a massive campaign. And then by the time I finished that, I wanted to come back to health because I found the campaign very um, wearing emotionally for me because everyone asked every time I did a TV interview, how does it feel to lose your daughter? And that was it's a bit like grazing, grinding your cut knee in um, salt. It was just too painful. So by that time I'd married Ben and I was in the US and wanted to make some films because I'd made a lot of films for my TV show and I'd made a lot of films for the foundation. So I kind of developed this skill of telling a story through film. And a friend of mine introduced me to a filmmaker here in Florida. And the next day by coincidence, she was running a Facebook live course. 
And so I said, oh, could I come, please? Because I have absolutely no clue about technology. So I went on the course. And during that day, I made two really rubbish quality films on my phone, which I found very scary because I didn't go to hair and makeup. And um, then I made a little Facebook group and made she made me promise I'd make two more films in the following two weeks. And I did. And those four films got seen over the space of 12 weeks by over a million women. And so from my perspective, because I was wondering what to do next, the universe was screaming menopause at me. And, I, and again, I felt this deep sense of injustice that 26 years after I'd started helping women going through menopause and there was this great body of published literature, the women were still suffering. And the Mayo Clinic survey confirmed that in 2019, showing that only 7% of doctors and gynecologists felt adequately educated to help women going through menopause. And it's atrocious that women, we're at the peak of our wisdom, in the prime of our lives, 100 years or so ago, it didn't matter because we weren't living much past 50. But now when 40 something is halfway for so many of us, it's so important for us to learn to meet our needs, not just because we don't want the dreaded menopause symptoms, and all the embarrassment that goes with the M word, but also we've got all those extra years and we're not guaranteed good health. When our ovaries stop producing estrogen, estrogen, as we say this side of the pond, we are much more predisposed to things like osteoporosis and heart disease and dementia. And the research shows that you can prevent those things if you learn how to meet your needs. So I have a mission with my team to change the whole paradigm for menopause so that instead of the embarrassing M word, we replace that with midlife refuel and people learn that they can actually get their nutrients back into an optimum range because research shows that billions of women have got nutritional deficiencies when they get to this stage in life. And also they can replace the estrogen naturally and we can tweak their other hormones naturally so that they feel like the very best version of themselves, absolutely turbocharged and just looking great and feeling fabulous. And that's, I think that's what this is about. And so I know Angelia has bought into this mission and a big part of it is your skin needs to glow and you need to be able to strut your stuff, you know, instead of your hair falling out, looking lackluster and dry and your nails cracking and breaking, you need to feel vibrant and you need to feel that you're glowing from the inside out and just get on with the next chapter in your life because most women have got so much to offer the world. And the planet's in a terrible state at the moment. We need all the wisdom that we can get to turn this around. I, I'm so humbled by your story and the fact that you have made this your life's purpose to help women. And thank you. It's amazing. I'm going to become, a, I want to become a part of your community and, and learn more from you. Uh, Angelia, it's, it's so interesting to me that the two of you share the same vision of wanting to help people, whether it's through improving skin health or sharing your knowledge, both of you on health and wellness and uh, menopause. And Angelia, what is it about your life that you think brings like-minded women like you and Marion together? Like, how do you feel about that? It, it feels random, but is it really random? I don't think so. I think it's the energy that we put out there through, like Marion says, creating vision boards and, and putting into the universe what we want. And then I believe that it, the universe brings it all together to make it happen for you, just like it did for her finding her soulmate. I mean, that's just amazing. But you have to put energy into what it is that you're wanting. 
And that's what we did. And here we are. And I'm looking for some very beautiful things to happen. I'm sure they will. So Mary, and you share numerous programs and resources that address all the symptoms of menopause and, and more importantly, their solutions, like you said. So listener, she has so many resources that it's going to be difficult to cover them all today, but be sure to check out Marion's website at marionstewart.com. And she spells that M-A-R-Y-O-N-S-T-E-W-A-R-T.com. I'm also interested to hear Marion, what are the most common myths and misunderstandings and false claims are out there when it comes to menopause? I think there are lots of false claims and myths that are propagated, some by doctors, some by the public. First of all, it's not the end of life as you knew it. Our survey, our latest survey on 1,100 women shows that 96% of women are unprepared for menopause and two-thirds of them feel robbed of life as they knew it. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be a whole new beginning when you learn to meet your needs. The other thing is that one size fits all. There's no magic pill. Even if you took hormone replacement therapy, that's not going to make up for the nutritional deficiencies. So you're at a crossroads when you get to midlife and you either going to get old and fall apart and feel 90 before your time, or you're going to learn how to meet your needs so that you can reclaim your well-being. And that is a multifactorial thing. And it does take a bit of work, but at least when you know what you're supposed to be doing and you know that what you're doing is science-based, then you can have confidence that it's going to have the magic effect of giving you back your life and your confidence that you're going to have the best possible chance of living life on your terms. So since we are a podcast dedicated to all things skin, I'm curious also, what do you hear from women about their skin? What do they complain the most about um, during and after menopause? And, And what advice do you give to them regarding skincare? I think the thing is, when you look at your skin, and think about menopause, what's going on in your body is that the estrogen levels are falling because the ovaries pack up. And so you get big changes in your skin. So for a start, the skin becomes thinner, the collagen fades, you get more wisdom stripes, the wrinkles, maybe aging spots, all sorts of things going on. What's actually underlying that is the low levels of hormones like estrogen, And also the low levels of nutrients. So Mother Nature, I used to give talks to beauticians and we had this chart. In fact, I've got a copy of the chart in my latest book, Manage Your Menopause Naturally. And it shows Mother Nature's physical signs of skin, nail and hair signs of nutritional deficiency. So, for example, if you've got red patches at the side of your nose or cracking at the side of your lips or your skin's dry or you've got oily patches You've got pimples on your upper arms and thighs or your your hair's dull and falling out. Your nails are split and brittle. All of those things mean something in terms of nutrient levels. So when you know what you're short of, then you can start to replace it and reverse the process so that your skin, hair and nails improve. And then on top of that, the research shows if you consume naturally occurring estrogen, that you can reverse the apparent aging process on your skin. You can reduce the depths of wrinkles quite significantly within 12 weeks. And there are lots of other 
products and substances that you can either consume or apply that will help to rejuvenate your skin. And so we're always looking for good things for people to use and try, as well as making sure their diet is the best it can be, that they're consuming naturally occurring estrogen, little and often because the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. But the molecule of the naturally occurring estrogen, the isoflavone, looks so similar to estradiol under the microscope. When you see that, you realize that you can fool the brain into thinking you've got normal circulating estrogen. And that's how they brought about that change in the lining of the vagina. And equally, we can bring about the changes in the skin. So four weeks into my six-week program, the women look completely different. You can see their skin is different. It's glowing. And their eyes start sparkling. Their hair starts to look better. But, you know, they just feel like a different version of themselves, even quite early on, because a lot of them have got nutritional deficiencies. So it has a big impact on how we look, as well as how we think, having brain fog and anxiety and panic attacks and depression and mood swings and aches and pains and all those other things. It's all connected to these low levels of nutrients and low level falling levels of hormones. Well, you teach that it's important to combat the effects of diminished estrogen, obviously. And you talk about feeding your skin from the inside and the outside. So let's start with the inside. What do you recommend for how we feed our skin from the inside? Are there some non-negotiables? I'm sure it's very dependent on on the person, but are there some non-negotiables? Well, I think the main thing is to get yourself, if you're just talking about skin, I'd say probably keeping off masses of alcohol, but alcohol washes most nutrients away anyway. And when we're trying to give someone a refuel, they're going to need to reduce their alcohol in the short term. It's not a life sentence, but there are things that probably wouldn't be that good. Obviously, sugar and junky food is going to have an adverse effect on the quality of your skin as well as your energy and how you feel. And I think how you feel is partly related to how you look. So if you're not feeling well, you're withdrawn and your skin changes in terms of not just texture, but also color. And if you're, for example, exercising and you've got oxygenated blood and that's going to help, you know, so there are, there are things, lots of things that you can do to make it better for yourself, even before you open your mouth and start eating, but eating the right things, wholesome food, little and often making sure you've got good levels of nutrients and you know what you're doing making sure you're filling the receptor sites with naturally occurring estrogen little and often, um, doing some exercise, getting plenty of nourishment, plenty of rest. So formal relaxation is important as well as the exercise, plenty of hydration, starting the day with a big glass of water and maybe I drink lemon and ginger water all day. It makes a huge difference. I think there's just it's hard to just be very specific and say there's one thing there's a whole range of things that you can do to make yourself look and feel better. So one of the things that I read, I read an article or maybe it was on your website that you recommend like soy milk or edamame beans because they've been shown to significantly reduce the depths of wrinkles. I'm just talking wrinkles here. So I've heard that soy is not always good for you when you're in menopause. Is that Not correct. That's one of the big myths. Okay. (laughs) So what the research actually shows is it's really good for you. There are literally thousands and thousands of medical papers to show it's a very rich source of isoflavones. We go for the the uh, the non-GMO, so the organic soy, 
And it has, it's one of those, it's, it's actually got the highest level of isoflavones. And it's one of the things that clinical trials show helps tremendously. So it's important if you can tolerate it to include it in your diet. And it's actually been shown to have a cancer protective effect rather than causing an increased incidence. The environmental estrogen that's in plastic and pesticides and pollution does increase breast cancer. And if you haven't got naturally occurring estrogen in your receptor sites, you've got, you remain empty, then those environmental estrogens will jump in. And in fact, in Israel, they had the highest incidence of breast cancer in the world. And when they did an audit after 10 years, they expected to see a 20% increase again based on past trends. And they found there was a 34% decrease. And they, they eventually worked out what happened. And they found that in the cow's milk, they had more than a thousand times more than the permitted level of organochlorines, these environmental xenoestrogens. When that became public knowledge, there was an outcry and those were banned. And as a result of that, the breast cancer statistics dropped like stone. And so we know that if you can take naturally occurring estrogen and fill those receptor sites, you're going to block out those environmental estrogens. Because if there was a race between HRT, Mother Nature's estrogen, and the environmental estrogen, Mother Nature, in her wisdom, jumps into the receptor site first and seals it off and makes it really safe and a good experience for the women and protects them. So I've been doing this, as you said, for 28 years. The research has been there from the mid-90s, I'd say, and, it, and the wealth of research and medical studies since then have been abundant. And if you look at any of our films and hear the women talking about how, not just how their physical appearance has changed, because everybody says that their skin, hair and nail improves and that they look and feel 10 years, at least 10 years younger, but also their brain fog clears and some of them think they're having a breakdown. Some of them think they've got dementia or heart disease. All those symptoms disappear and they end up feeling like a, as one of the women in my latest film, who's a professor, was thinking of leaving the workplace because she thought she had dementia. And by the time we finished, she said she felt like practically a new woman. She had absolutely no symptoms. And she was made head of department at her university instead of bowing out of the workplace because wow. she couldn't remember her, even her colleagues' names. That is powerful. So would you recommend, personally, I've been drinking almond milk, low-fat almond milk. Would you recommend switching out to soy milk? I think that almond milk is nutritious, but it's not going to give you isoflavones. And so if you came on my program, let's say, I would design a program for you that I felt was going to be best for you. You don't have to switch milk. You could take other things like edamame beans and other soy products. It just depends what you like and what's going to work for you. And so it just it's just finding out. And alternatively, if you want to manage by yourself, then there's Manage Your Menopause Naturally, which is my latest book, which is actually my first American book, even though it's my 28th book. So it's very exciting for me. I've been promoting this on TV and other podcasts and so on, and it's given me a platform to the point where I've now been invited to put together a 10-part TV series called Midlife Refuel. So we're working on that at the moment, which is going to raise the uh, profile for this whole subject and the fact that we can solve it and women can get their well-being back again. And we're also going to be running a public health campaign with some very seasoned public health campaigners who are already 
working with senators. So I'm really excited about this whole mission. As Angelia said, it's, it's like a universe-led journey when things just come together as they're supposed to. And I think women just need help and it's time. Yes, we I, I know. I, I, and, and I, be, you know, bowled over by our hormones at midlife. It's just not necessary. Not to mention the cost it will have on the health services if we're all, you know, crippled with osteoporosis, dementia and heart disease. And who wants to be anyway? No, absolutely. And so many of the the things that you're talking about are issues that my friends and and me talk about all the time. Angelia, I want to turn this discussion back to you for a few minutes. Since you are the skincare expert, you actually formulated over 200 medical grade skincare products for women and men of all ages. And what more can we do aesthetically to impact the health of our skin during menopause and postmenopause? Because as, as we know, there are definitely changes that, that happen. One is dryness. That's a big one. So what, what do you recommend? So first of all, exfoliating, you know, as we get older, we talk about how our collagen production slows down and then that collagen as we're forming new skin. What it does is it helps you to, as you form those new skin cells, you slough off the old skin cells. So when that slows down, we're no longer sloughing off the old skin cells. Therefore, we're seeing the aged skin, the brown spots, dull complexion. So exfoliation is key in that. And then, like you said, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. But I want to turn this back to Marion because Marion has come to me with some very great ideas about ingredients to use in menopausal skin. These are her ideas. I'm simply a formulator. It will not be part of our organization per se. And I think there's some great things coming first quarter of next year. And I don't want to take away from Marion on that. And I don't want to share any of her surprises. So if she wants to share a little bit about that, she can. Or if she wants to wait, maybe, and um, come back and say, hey, listen to us first quarter of next year. We've got a lot of great things coming. Or follow Marion on her Facebook page, and you're going to be able to see the great things that are coming. Yeah, there's also, and, and Instagram as well. But, and also, I have a midlife refuel club we set up at the beginning of this year. And that seems like 10 minutes ago. I can't believe that we're really coming to the end of the year now. But this has been such a lot of fun. Uh, we put my all the information from films and webinars and downloads, and there's a whole library of content in there, but every week we have a live session. So people come and get their questions answered. And very often I have guest experts as well. So we will be talking more about this. And Angelia has been helping to capture some of these amazing things that have been shown to have a massively therapeutic effect on the skin so that we can put them in pots and tubes and so on, that people will be able to take advantage and use them. So yes, watch the space. It's coming soon. Okay, well, we won't give away all of the secrets, but this is a big teaser. So is it possible to still enroll in the Midlife Refuel Club? It Does it have like a certain stop and end date or is this an ongoing initiative? No, it's, it's ongoing and it's free so people can sign up and bring their friends. And we just have great sessions and help women point them in the right direction, give them the information they need. If you're suffering mildly to moderately or you're going through perimenopause, which is the eight years leading up to menopause, and you want to prevent things, you can do it yourself with all the tools and information that we've got in the Midlife Refill Club. And if you want help, then we've got the six-week program 
and my team are there to support people going through that. And everyone gets a personalized program. So we take the guesswork out of it. So there's something for everybody, no matter where they are in the journey. And even when you come out the end of the journey, which I was saying to you just before we went on air today, I was signing books at Menopause the Musical in Australia in the foyer <laughs> of the theatre. It's a very funny show if you haven't seen it. But I was listening to the conversations of the women and I heard them saying, been there, done that and got the T-shirt. And I'm thinking to myself, well, no, you haven't. Because menopause is only one day. It's the anniversary of your last period. And the next day, you're not suddenly going to have good levels of nutrients or circulating estrogen. It's just going to get worse and worse as you get older. And so I have patients in their 70s who are still having hot flashes. And I spoke to a gynecologist a couple of weeks ago, and she's got patients in their 80s. So you actually need to learn to meet your needs, even after menopause, if you want to stay in good shape. So obviously, that's a very personal decision. But most women I know do choose to get the knowledge once they know it's available so that they can maximize the potential well-being as they go through their mature years. They want to be able to get down on the floor and play with their grandchildren. They want to be able to start a whole new chapter in their life or keep going on their career path rather than bombing out of the workplace. It's just so important. And also to have great sex. You can get that back as well. Our, our relationship survey showed that 70% of women feel switched off below the waist and 50 to 70% have vaginal dryness. You can turn all of that around as well. So this could be the whole new beginning. We go downhill so slowly you don't realize how far down we've gone until we bounce back up again. So it's a really good news story for all women and their partners, because women obviously have partners who have to live with it as well, even though they don't personally experience it. Right. Well, maybe you should go ahead and um, start writing Menopause the Musical Part Two. <laughs> there is life afterwards. So, and I'm so excited to join that group, the Midlife Refuel Club. Angelina, you and I are going to have to do that and uh, get together and join those sessions. It would be so fun. So Marion, you've written 28 books. That's really impressive. And I was going to ask you if there's one that stands out in your mind as the most helpful to women who are struggling, but tell us a little bit about your new book that was just published in the U.S. and, you know, what is in it and what kind of guide, is it a guidebook? You know, what kind of information is in it and where can our listeners go to purchase it? Right. Well, it's available, I think, in all bookshops, but you can get it on Amazon as well. And it's got absolutely everything in it you need to manage your menopause, no matter what stage you're at. So I started out doing this book because I wanted to have it a bit like the course manual for my six-week course. So it's got the first six weeks. So it's got every week by week, all the content that we have in the six-week course and all the research to support it and instructions about what to do. And at the back of the book, you've got charts where you can actually create your own program. You can monitor your symptoms and keep a note of your diet and any supplements you think. As you go through the book, it tells you, for example, chapter four is the supplement chapter. So it tells you which supplements have been through properly conducted clinical trials for, and which work for which symptoms and how many you need to take and all that kind of stuff. So that's that chapter. The chapter three is all about Mother Nature's estrogen. So it teaches you how to consume those and gives you the serving sizes of how much you need to consume to keep the receptor sites full. Chapter two is all on nutritional deficiencies. So you've got everything you need in there. And then in the second part of the book, I talk about the workplace and how to have conversations with your boss and how to get your well-being back so that you're maximizing your potential. 
and then how you keep your bones, your heart, and your memory in good shape, as well as reclaim your mojo. And then the last part is we've got recipes and it's about, I think there's about 100 recipes, menus, fast options if you hate cooking, plenty of stuff in there for vegetarian and vegans as well, and then all the medical references. So there is absolutely everything. What I tended to do in my career is specialize in bringing together the research, putting it in really usable form so that people can incorporate it into their life. And so that's what you get in the book. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be on my holiday gift giving list to a lot of my girlfriends who I know would uh, really appreciate having this information. And thank you so much for joining us, Marion. And you can follow Marion on Facebook and Instagram. Is it under at Marion Stewart? On Facebook, it's Midlife Refuel. Okay. And on Instagram, it's Marion Stewart Menopause. And Twitter. and Just put Marion Stewart in Google search and you'll find me. You'll find it great. Well, thank you again for sharing your wisdom and really encouragement and motivation that there is life after menopause. And actually, it could be the best years of your life. It's, it's all how you choose to approach it. And I think you've given us so much hope that we can do it. Uh, we just haven't ever been told the truth and we haven't had the right tools. So anyway... As baby girls, we're born with millions of eggs and we have no roadmap. And so that's what needs correcting. (laughs) Right. That's awesome. I love it. Well, to our listeners, thank you for joining us again this week. And if you like what you hear, please share Skincare Moxie with your friends. Don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast on social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow the hashtag Skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. Just like we put the moxie in skincare, Marion puts the moxie in menopause. So if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon. It's at the top right of the screen. And finally, Angelia has agreed to answer your skincare questions personally. If you email her at Angelia at theamethod.com and Angelia is spelled A-N-G-E-L-I-A. And if you have any uh, questions surrounding menopause and skincare. Maybe you need to look at getting on a new regimen because your skin has changed. You can email her or go to theamethod.com and chat live with an esthetician, with a licensed esthetician. And we're here to support and lift up other women every week. We hope you will join us, sign up for the emails so you don't even have to think about it. It will just come to your inbox. And also be sure to email Angelia If you have ideas for podcast topics that you'd like to hear about, or if you had questions that you would like for us to address each week. And I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville, Tennessee-based HumblePod at HumblePod.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Stay healthy and stay positive. 